Ken Brown from WGR Radio, Michael here, DetroitLions.com, the K&M Podcast as we talk Lions football. Hello, Michael. Hello, Ken Brown. Three in a row. Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving week. If you went back a few weeks when they were one and whatever, one and six, or a couple of weeks one ago, and one six, and six, yeah. but uh, there was nothing to play for. Everybody was down. Coach can't coach. Players can't play. Brad Holmes should be fired. Dogs and cats playing together. The world is in trouble. Global warming. Gee, three wins in a row just takes everything and moves it around, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah Kenny, even watching the uh, kneel down or the victory formation is, is kind of exciting in a way. It's kind of fun to watch and. Look, I think the 2022, the 2022 Detroit Lions are better than the 2021 Lions, no doubt about that. But I also think the Lions in this three-game win streak, the Lions of November, are a better team than the team that played in September and October. So I guess what I'm saying is, in a long-winded way, is they've steadily gotten better and have taken a, a bigger jump this year than they did during the 2021 season. I think it's a much better football team. It's a team that can compete. Yeah, no doubt. And the, the things that even impress me even more is not the old hang-on veterans or the you know the glue pieces you put on the team that are winning games for you, like that 2000, uh, I want to say 2007 team where uh, Marinelli, where they started out 6-2, and two, but they were like old guys making plays, and they just won a lot of lucky games. But well, then the second half collapsed. Well, that's what I said, 2007, and then the collapse. This is a team of young players making plays, getting better before your eyes, and you just – and I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Go back and look at the old podcast. Be patient. This is a work in progress. Let it go. But I like the way it's progressing. There's going to be some some bumps and bruises in the rest of the road this season. But nevertheless, you see where Dan Campbell is trying to do and where he's trying I to agree go. With that. Right, I agree with that. And, and Brad, uh, Brad Holmes, too, the general manager. And I think if you just look at that team, like you've already said about the young players, or something I'm – putting together for DetroitLions.com, one of my weekly columns. And I don't say that it's weekly either, W-E-A-K-L-Y. It's <laughs> must listening, of course. No, but seriously, if you look at what a couple of their, their top draft picks, look at Jaden uh, uh, Jaden Hutchinson, not Jaden, Aiden Hutchinson, what he's done in the first 10 games, 11 games this year. Look at what uh, uh, Kirby Joseph, the safety from Illinois, look what he's done. These are winning football players. These are players who are playing maximum, you know, maximum uh, snap counts, right? You know, as much as anybody on the team, anybody on the defense, and they're making winning plays. And, and that's to me, when you get that kind of production, and I'm talking about positive winning production, you've got something, you've got something for the present, and you've got more for the future. Yeah, this is amazing because three weeks ago I was reading articles out. Aiden Hutchinson was a bust and hadn't done anything and overrated, blah, blah, blah. Just And I don't know what people were watching. Like I said, he, even though he wasn't getting sacks, and that's, if that's what you think it was, even from the first game where he was flying by the quarterback, he wasn't getting to him. But I saw I saw it then. I just said, let the, give these guys time. But, you know, I don't want to get into everybody knowing that I'm right because I'm always right about things like this. I don't want you to clap me, clap me on the back, please. I don't need that. I don't need that. Well, listen, put me in the camp. I wanted to see more. And since then, I've seen more. That's, I don't think that's unrealistic. No, but I just I, think I it's think, unrealistic for people that, that want it right away and think that every rookie is going to come in and be on the all-pro team. And it's just not real. You're not, in, you're not living in a real world. This is a game of grown men doing grown men things, and you have, to, you have to develop into it. I don't care if you were the first pick or the 300th pick. You develop into these things. 
Well, but there's a big difference between analyzing and judging, making a judgment. And in my analysis of of, uh, of Hutchinson, we're talking about him primarily. My analysis was what he was at that moment in time, but I didn't have a final judgment on him. I mean, I, I will stand by this. I think he's going to be a 10, 12, 13 sack player per year. I don't think he's going to be 21, 22. It's just not built that way. But there are other things that he can do that, that some of the other guys can't. And then one of those is he's a very, very sharp player. And you look how he's around the ball. He's pursuing the quarterback like he did yesterday, waving his hands, getting him up in his face, distracting him, uh, blocking his sight lines and all that. He doesn't. He's just not out there jogging around because he can't get to the quarterback. He's out there making plays. He's playing football. Same thing with Kirby Joseph, playing football. All that's right. what they're there for, and that's what they're doing. All right. I'm not going to be sitting here. Listen, I'm not – I agree with you, but by the way, I'm just, I want to move on to the other players, but that's just sure, one of them. Absolutely. But, um, you know, I agree with what you're saying, but, but I don't put any limits on smart football players and then put a little athleticism in with a smart football player. I don't put limits on whatever they can do. So let it go like that. Now the big news today, JMO is back, baby. Jamison Williams window is open. Michael Hara. Now you, this is when we start seeing what you got for Matthew Stafford. Because this is where that pick last year went. So now these are the dividends from the trade. Beforehand, you hadn't used any of them. You haven't gotten any of them. Now we start to see. Now, I know. Well, you know what? I don't know anything. I don't think he's going to play Thursday. Would it put it past me if they put him in uniform Thursday because of the, the injuries to the wide receivers and he and ran two plays with him? No. I wouldn't I don't know where it's gonna go, Mike, but just saying that his window is open this morning and the Lions put it out on their Twitter feed, it's, that's amazing in itself. I would be absolutely shocked if he plays to plays Thursday. Absolutely shocked. I would too. put a guy out there with 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 uh two days of meetings and, 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 and no practice time. Is that what you're gonna do? Uh, no, I didn't say play. I just said put him in uniform just to ride. Like I said, you're putting guys in uniform, man, that I've never heard of anywhere that don't play, don't get any snaps. Uh, it'd be, like I said, for the show part of it, I want to see it. I understand they're not going to do it. But for the show part of it, I would love to see him jog out of that tunnel on Thursday. Well, come to practice next week. You can watch him. No, I'm not coming. All right, here we go. Yesterday's game couple of points that I want to make in this game. Um, a strong victory against strong. And this is one thing people aren't. I saw these statistics today. The Lions are like um, good record in the division, good record in the conference. They're like four and four in the conference, I think, or something like that. They're three and three. They're, they're 500 in the conference. They're two and one in the division. Dan Campbell against top whatever the number of teams, I forgot the stat it was, is three and oh this year. I mean, these things haven't been done in five years. Patricia never did these things that Dan Campbell's doing already. With this team. Well, well just a second. He can't be three and oh. He lost to the Eagles. They're eight and one or eight and I didn't say now. I didn't say yeah. three and oh in conference. I said three and three in conference. Okay. I, I, I said he's three and oh against top uh I don't know what the stat was. He was three and zero against top something teams or something, whatever. Well, it was a three. He has a three and zero stat against some stat that I have to come get back with you on. So the Eagles probably wouldn't uh, count unless it was the record at the time. And you know when they played the Eagles, they were zero and zero. So I'm saying that the record at the time, I think that's what it was. Some stat against top teams. (laughs) I'm just giving. Look, you can laugh if you want to it, but I'm just letting you know what it is. 
No, 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 no. You can laugh or you can laugh all you want about it. Somebody put a stat out there, and they evidently went to research, so whatever it is, and I'm not sure, so I don't want to say, it was a good stat. It was 3-0, and whatever it was. But even if take the division in the conference. Matt Patricia, I don't think – I thought I saw his record for the three years. I, I forgot how many division games he won. It was way low. Way low. I think um, – Well, he didn't, win, he didn't win any games, period. I think he I won the one Green Bay game that year, didn't he? I think he won I, I, one I, division game. I think I, it was I, real low. He had a, he, he beat, they beat Green Bay in the last game. Right. I think that's the only division period. game they won the whole time he was here. But nevertheless, these are things you start stacking up and you start improving upon. And I, I this is – I looked at that team in the locker room yesterday when I saw the, the in-locker room film and – I see a team that is gaining more confidence every week, and they've always played hard, but now they're seeing what their hard work does. No, absolutely. Look, there's nothing like winning to solidify what you've been working on. And, and to give you the idea, it, listen, it builds, first of all, it, it builds trust, it, uh, it builds commitment, and it builds confidence. If you start doing things and you're doing them and they work, then it goes. You, it, it processes in your brain that, hey, this is what, what I'm doing is working. Let's keep doing it with whatever modifications you make around it. And I just I think that's pretty standard in any sport. We're talking about football where you're getting, you know, Kenny battered around out there and, and, and you want things to work. And I think I think that's a lot of that's what's happening right now. Now, look, we're talking about a three game sample. Uh, do we have more to cover on? Yeah, because I like this sample better than I did when they were one and six and averaging what thirty five points a game. I like what they're. I like the way they're doing it now. Well, I'm taking the season as a whole. I don't think the three games they're playing any different than before, except for they're doing one thing differently. They're not turning the ball over. They're not making that stupid mistake, and they're close. They've learned how to close games out in the last three weeks because there were games in that first streak that they could have closed out and didn't. So that's where I, I'm taking the whole season as a, you know, as a, as a, as a viewpoint. And I just think that when you start learning how to close out games, that's the last part before you start really turning the corner. And they closed out a good team on the road and they've won two road games. You know, that, that, that right there is, that's impressive. No, it is. It's impressive for the Detroit Lions for where they were and where they've been. But I think we both talked about this. If they're going to get anywhere, you know, in either this year or in years to come, and I think the good years. But it looks like there are good years ahead to come. You've got to be able to win games in your division, and you got to be you got to be able to protect home home field advantage and make it an advantage. And I think they're starting to do some of that, uh, some of both of those uh, things. And, and we'll see if they can carry forward with it. Yeah. Now, a couple other things I saw today. I see now why T.J. Hawkinson was traded. And this is not a slight to T.J. Hawkinson. He's a fine tight end, and on certain teams, he could be that tight end that teams are looking for. But the way they use Kabimba and Brock Wright in the other facets of the game as than receiving, I see Dan Campbell's imprint on how he wants his tight end to be. And I see now that Hawkinson – that's why I was always wondering why he wasn't getting the ball more and he'd have a big game here and then you you know, do a bunch of different for four or five games, wouldn't get it. He's just not the type of tight end that this offense is using. The way they're using their tight ends now is the way Campbell foresees it. Strong on the blocking, strong, tough, 
and, you know, short pass. You get a few every game, but you're not going to be featured as a receiving weapon. And I saw that yesterday again. I've been watching it the last few weeks, but I saw that. And if you noticed it, Mike, they have become a really stronger in-line team since Hawkinson left. Well, they're not going to—they're not going to pay eight million dollars or twelve million dollars a year for for a tight end who catches, you know, twenty passes. Right. Just, apparently, that's just now. That's me just watching. It's not something I know. but right. It's my observation. But no, that's not—you you don't pay that kind of money for that kind of tight end. That's nothing against—you know—that's nothing against uh, T.J. Hawkinson. He's a, a doggone good ball player, but. But that doesn't fit what the Detroit Lions right. are doing. It doesn't fit what they're doing. That's a, that's what I was and, saying before. And, and for example, Jason Cabinda, on that, I think it was the first touchdown uh, run by Jamal uh, Jamal Williams, or maybe it was the second. One. I forget. It was right through maybe the left side of the of, of the uh, of the defense. It just Cabinda just powered everybody out of the way. I said, guy just kaboom, they were gone. In fact, on the uh, w, or on, on a radio broadcast. T.J. Lane referred to it as the old man angry block. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. Exactly. You know, he just, he, that, that, that's the way they're playing. Yeah. Now, if he learns how to catch, he had a walk-in touchdown, too. But that's the last part of his game he got together because that was a beautiful play call where they faked the screen to the right, to the right, left side, right side, came back to him on the left, and he dropped it. He'd walk right in the end zone. They settled for three. Lucky it didn't matter yesterday. But those are right. plays that you know you make when you got your fullback back. And Kabimbo, he, he had been missing the first part of the season. He, had, he has a role on this team. Oh, absolutely. He was a guy that they were holding a spot open, holding a spot open for when he got healthy. Now he's healthy. He's played, if it's two games or three games, but he's there and he's taking his regular turn now at what he does. Exactly. Item two. I hate to tell you this, Mike, but I think that Dan Skipper should be starting. And I'm going to tell you why. I just thought the weeks since Evan Brown's been playing um, left guard or right guard, right guard, I just thought they run. I just thought they weren't running the ball as well as they were early in the season. Even when Steinberg and these guys were in the first couple of games, and then when Evan Brown was in start, he might be a better pass block, or whatever. But he went out yesterday after like 14 snaps, and Skipper played the rest of the game. I thought that that was one of the most powerful offensive line performances in the last three or four weeks from them. And I think that I just think that Evan Brown's not really a big run blocker. He's more of a center. He's more of a you know he's a, he's a good backup. But I just I like what I saw yesterday with Skipper in there. Well, then, then you did, and you have you have your opinion. I don't agree with it. And I, uh, on this one, I'll take the, you know, what the coaches, are, their decisions and their observations. I'll take them over the fans. I understand you. Nothing, nothing personal. I understand what you're saying, but facts are facts, and the numbers are there. All you got to do is look them up. The numbers are there. That since Evan Brown has been in the starting lineup, the run game has not been as as good as it was before. It's just that's the fact. You can look it up. You can squash it, chew it, and eat it. That's what it is. And when he went out yesterday, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they start pounding. So take it as what it is. But like I said, Skipper is still a good player. It's a good story. He's in there. And, you know, when you put a big 6'9 guy at guard, no matter what happens with him, they still look – they just look big out there. I, I just like the way that look. Him and Sewell – they had the one play where they put Sewell out wide and put Decker yep. on the other side, and you just had a big – wall of guys would even though Sue I think I called for a cheap penalty, but I I just like the the play calling that Ben Johnson's doing. Yeah, I, that that penalty on on, on Sewell, I, that was a bad bad choice by him. Didn't need to do what he did. Yeah, it was kind really, of a cheap call though too though, Mike. 
I want the referees to call the to call the rules. I don't want them deciding is this cheap? Is this that? This well, that hold on, hold on, hold on. Every just ref decides what's a cheap or not. You can you can call a hold on every play if you wanted to. So they referees always make decisions like that. It's nothing new. Just you, call just call the rules, okay? Call the, that's like saying just be pretty. What does pretty mean? You it's a it's an arbitrary word. There's so much discrepancy in what you can do and not. It is on the the realm of what the ref decides that day. There's some days where they don't call at all. Some days they're going to be sticklers for calls. So it's always that way. I'm just saying it was a chintzy call. It was a call. I'm not arguing it, but it was kind of chintzy. Pretty? Are we talking about pretty? <laughs> yeah, we talking about pretty. <laughs> all right, so um, the Giants, uh, were they a fraud to begin with or were they a good team that the Lions just beat down at home? Well, I wouldn't call them a fraud because I think if you win seven games, I think you, you deserve what you got. But I think maybe they were overvalued a little bit. Uh, you know, it's a good, solid football team, but it's certainly not stocked with star players like, for example, like the Kansas City Chiefs and, and the Buffalo Bills and, and some other teams. No, they're not. That's not them. They're not the uh, they're not the Philadelphia Eagles in terms of in terms of ability across the board across the roster. But I thought, they, you know, just a good, solid team. They've got an average quarterback, average receivers, maybe a little bit below average. Uh, not a very good run defense, but they managed to win games. And that's, look, that's some of that's coaching. Some of that's just, you know, playing smart, but, but certainly not a team that I would, you know, I would fear playing any day of the week. I agree. I agree. Now, things I were disappointed in yesterday, I thought DJ Chalk would get a couple balls in or, Get uh, you know, get acclimated back in because I, I think you're gonna need him. I'm, I, I know you're gonna need him, and I just didn't see it. He got 11 snaps yesterday. Didn't I? Don't think he got a target. I, I want to see some more action. Out of him. I, I give him last game because it was a, uh, you know, his first game back. But I want to see some more action out of Mr. Chuck. Well, he did get the one uh, deep ball that was uh, safety got over and batted it away. Could have been an interception, maybe. Also, maybe he could have played it a little better himself and come up with a long game, but we'll see. I think uh, as much time as he's been off and as little as he's played, I think he probably needs a break-in period in live action. Yeah, I agree, but like I said, we're going into some problems this weekend. It's all hands on deck Thursday because uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, but this is going to be a big game. Also, okay. I'm, ups- I'm I- it looks like Akuta's not going to play just because of the p- league protocol. Even if he wasn't concussed, he got to go through all this Nobody protocol to get me. put back on the field, and Dan – um, Campbell basically said yesterday he's not playing because that's the same with Tua that I'll day. Right Are you talking? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I was saying Dan Campbell said, you know, Wednesday is, he probably won't play. And that's just like what happened with Tua when he got hurt that time after, you know, you tried to play him that Thursday, so they changed the rules where it's, pro- it's virtually impossible if you get – Put out of a game on Sunday to play Thursday. So yeah, there are some some stipulations and how you can do it, but but uh, it doesn't seem like he fits any of those. No, so I didn't like he's gonna play. And this was a game he, I really want to see him and Diggs go at it because th- this is the games where you you want to play. This is the game where he wants to play out as a competitor. It's the game you want to see where he's at. Yeah, and you know I'm sorry he's gonna miss that, but it happens. It's, as long as he'll be back the week after or whatever, it's fine. They played a good game. They're four and six. They're in the hunt. Now, this is the time. I looked at the rest of the schedule. The the hardest game they got left is this Thursday. Oh yeah, I would think so. Yeah, sure. This I is it. Doubt about that. So it's Buffalo, Detroit, Thursday, 
Thanksgiving, three days rest, Buffalo traveling again. I don't think they can win it, but I I don't think I'm not going to call them out. I'm not going to count them out on it yet. I just think that this is going to be a good game. It's going to be one of the better Thanksgiving games in the last few years. I think this. I think the Bills are not the team in November that they were in January and October. I don't think they're the same team. I don't think they're quite as good for whatever reason. You know, the quarterback has been, a, for his level, he's been a little up and down lately, a uh, uh, little bit of an injury issue in his elbow. And I think uh, I wouldn't call this game flat-out winnable for the Detroit Lions, but it's certainly, I think, they, I think they'll be in the game. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, why wouldn't they be? They're playing good ball. That's all that counts. Yeah, I mean, but home. there's always some flubs in there. But I just – before the season started, this was my L. I had this L already posted because I I still think that Buffalo is the best team in the league, and they're just not playing it right now. But I still think they are the best team in the league overall. And I I just had that down for you know one of those thirty five to twelve games or whatever. But now I'm telling you, I think this is going to be a real game. And if you remember, I don't know, Mike, you remember? Do you remember the one time Buffalo came on Thanksgiving and Herman Moore took a flea flicker? Off the first play, I think Dave Craig was the quarterback, and on the first play of the game, he threw a flea flicker for a touchdown. No, I don't remember that. It was the Thanksgiving game. I I always think of Buffalo in that. I think this is the first time they've been back on Thanksgiving since that game. I'm not sure, but I think they haven't played a Thanksgiving game with Buffalo since that game. But they did a flea flicker to Dave Craig, and he threw it to Herman Moore for a touchdown down the middle, and I think they beat Buffalo that day. But I remember well Buffalo coming to town and playing Thanksgiving. So anything can happen. Well, and that would have been uh, that would have been the Silver Dome in 1994 because that was Dave Craig's one year in Detroit. Well, that's what it was been. I know they played Buffalo. I remember that game, um, and they beat them. I do remember that. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a match. If they get this one, then you can start saying playoff fever because you're back in it at five and six. You're back in it. Well, you're in it. You're in it at five and six. I don't think you're out of it at four and seven. No, it's 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 a lot tougher. It's a climb. But if I and I'm, I tell you after Minnesota yesterday, I don't know. Okay, I'm not even going to see. I, you almost you almost caught me about to get into it. I was going to say the division's still not over. Division's pretty much over. But I, I I'm not a big fan of Minnesota because I thought the Lions should have beat Minnesota a couple of the games. Minnesota should have lost to Buffalo the other week. There were. Minnesota has been living a charm life till yesterday when they got the brakes beat off of them. Well, if they they became average at a at a key time for them or at a fortuitous time for them, an average team can win the NFC North. Now. That's right. And T.J. Hawkinson dropped a touchdown in the end zone, but uh, things happen. I love T.J., so we will miss him. But I just think that now the Lions, this team is this team, Mike is a year away from really being ready. I mean, Aline McNeil, you got these. This team is, like I said, a few more pieces. And I've been saying this before, a few more pieces and a little more development. And this team can contend for the title in the division. No, I, I do not disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I don't. And I, I, wouldn't be surp- I would not be surprised if they got within healing distance uh, in the last two or three weeks of December, and well, in, in November actually. I'm sorry, in, in, in January too, because the season lasts that long. But I would not be surprised if they're just within sniffing range at the end. Hey, I, I have no faith in the in, in the in the Vikings holding. No, what year was it where the Lions started three and six and ended off the last? Was that '95 or '96? They won seven in a row. 
Yeah. And they were three and six at one time. Bam, seven in a row. They were in the playoffs. I think they got the breaks beat on by Philly, but they still knocked the rest of the games off the rest of the season. So, well, I, do, I, I hope that Herman Moore and uh, Brett Pittman and, and Barry Sanders and Chris Spielman and a few other guys show up. They could have a better chance of doing that with them. Maybe they'll come out of retirement. Yeah. But they're also not playing any. I mean, like I said, look at the Lions schedule for the last part of the season. You got Carolina, Jacksonville. I mean, Mike, you got wins there to be had. You got to play the game, but you got wins on the Jets. I mean, those three games I just gave you right there that you should be favored in all three of those games. Well, I don't know about being favored by the Jets and, and on, on the road, but but it's certainly a winnable game, especially the way they've played the last couple of weeks. Then you got the Bears. You got Green Bay. I mean, I haven't the don't like I said. This Buffalo game is the only game I told you about that, you know, to me a, a task to win. I mean, they got winnable games the rest of the year. They can and they can lose them, but they're winnable. That's all I'm saying. Well, it starts Thursday. That's starts right. Thursday. It starts Thursday. All right, uh, we're not going to do a Friday, so make your prediction now for the uh, game Thursday. What do you? What's your prediction? Uh, Hey, Detroit Lions, 28-27. Game. Oh, boy, you done drinking the Kool-Aid. I, I'm taking Buffalo to win the game, but an exciting game. I think it's going to be uh, 36-29, Buffalo. Right, One-score game. One-score game. All right. All right, Mike, we'll talk again next week. Uh, see, isn't this fun to talk when there's actually stuff to talk about? Absolutely. Talk about the growing, the growing young lions. They got big paws, baby. Big paws, and they're coming up.